Pastor Blake, thank you for tuning in. I've got a great word for you for 2020. Um, tune in and be blessed. Some buy the t-shirt and some don't. <laughs> you know, some, some get it and some, some don't, right? I'm only always mystifying why some people support everything and some folks don't support. You can even twist their arm on their back. They don't support nothing. They don't support for your meeting. They don't support Bible study. They don't support tithing. They take a pass on everything in life. But you got to learn to get it, to capture it. Don't let it pass you by. Amen. Capture it. The first Christian church, first Christian church, Acts chapter 2, 3, the first Christian message that was preached, and that's where I get my encouragement from. That's where I learn all the, my lessons from. The apostle Peter stood up and preached. It was a simple message that a fifth grade could understand. He said, Jesus came. Jesus died, Jesus buried, Jesus rose from the grave. In fact, there were most of them were eyewitnesses of these things because when Jesus rose on the third day in Jerusalem, if you were living in Judea or Galilee, the Bible said the foundation of the earth shook under his feet when he came out of the grave with that explosive power and shook the entire earth then so you knew that something happened that's why they said to the stranger when they thought he was a stranger when he walked on the road to Emmanuel he said aren't you a resident of Jerusalem and you don't know this thing because we felt the earth vibrate in honor of feet. oh God but the Bible says Minister Evans that some people laughed some people not some people just didn't get it in spite of all of that, some people took it lightly. But the Bible says some believed. And those that believed were over 3,000 people. I'm praying that this intelligent audience today, anyone would really get it, would really capture it. Who will let this moment miss you, this moment pass from you. So develop the ability to absorb. Amen. Glory to God. Man, I'm feeling the power. Hallelujah. Here's another word, attending, right? Amen. Another word, wherever you are, be there. Be there. If you're with somebody, give them your full attention. Right? Zero. I mean, if you're in the church, be here. Amen. I know you left the open and off mask. I know you're thinking, did I actually close the garage door? I, 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 did, 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 did I turn off the, the oven? Amen. <laughs> so wherever you are, and you're missing this moment. Some of you are still in last year. Some of you are still. Your mind is still on the previous, the last relationship, the divorce, the disappointment. Amen. The pain, the anger, the grief that you went through. And you cannot enjoy the present wherever you are. Be there. God said, I forget those things. I count them as dough. I count them as love. I talk them as fields. I leave them behind me. And I'm focusing my mind. I'm focusing my thought. I'm focusing my attention. Amen. It's all right. We're in the prize. 
still there win the prize. Hallelujah. Oh man, somebody is getting it. Hallelujah. So you may get it, right? Paul says in his word, he said we must pay close attention to what we have heard. Lest we let them drift away from us. We talk about my anatomy. Kind of, right? Knowing who you are. You don't need people's approval. You have God's approval. Stay focused on your goals. And God will get you to where you're supposed to be. Come on, say, I don't need your approval. I'm approved of God. Come on, say, 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 Bishop, you don't need to anoint me. You don't need to appoint me. You, you, don't, need to, you don't even need to be called reverence. You don't need all that attention. By the way, have you ever noticed as soon as some folks get a taika, amen, they become stupid and fool. Become real silly. See that they are all it. Know who you are. You don't need somebody to anoint you and give you a certificate to make you successful. You are ordained by God already. I never forgot. I remember, man, when I was, I was at age 17, 18, and young evangelist in my church, my pastor called me and anointed me, met me, and the evangelist of the district, and I was a fiery little preacher. Man, I felt so big-headed. I traveled, you know, the next Sunday, I traveled over 16 miles because I had a friend in Bible school with a nice briefcase. I said, I gotta go to church next week Sunday with my briefcase. Of course, I am the new evangelist in town. So I traveled all this mile, borrowed this briefcase. It was huge Sunday. Guess what I did? I went until the praise and worship was up. I went, I, I, I went, I, I mean, I deliberately was late. And guess what I did? I marched down the line. Half an hour late for the service. My mom sent me what they call one of those platform shoes. It's coming on the hand of my briefcase, and I tripped. <laughs> I almost broke my leg. And I heard the Holy Ghost say to me, the next time you do that, I'm going to break your neck. <laughs> you better learn to humble yourself before the Lord, and He will exalt you. Landscaping, I'm remembering that lesson every time. Yes. Amen. Where are they, Brother Will and Sean Sheldon? Few of us are doing the garden outside. Some of one of the big local preachers passing by. He said, Hey boy, is there anybody in the office? Is a, is a pastor in the office? I said, Anybody? Hey, 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 I am the pastor. So I said, Man, I did not know that Bishop do landscaping. I never knew that Bishop can hold all four and I shoved it in their hand. 
because pastors don't do those stuff. I remember when God almost broke my neck. I said, you keep on humbling yourself. Know who you are. Come on. I'm trying to impress. Look at that verse here. Psalms, every, every, every person with a low self-esteem problem, amen, should memorize Psalms 139. Amen, you form the way I think and feel. You put me together in my mother's womb. I praise you because you made me in such a wonderful way. I know how amazing that was. Oh my God, you could see my bones grow as my body took shape. Hidden in my mother's womb. You can see my body grow each passing day. You listed all my parts. Nose, feet, eyes, feet. Ten fingers. Ten toes. Good God. Nothing is missing. <laughs> Praise you for I'm wonderfully made. Here's another word we talked about last week, amen? Come on, come on. My audacity, yes? This is the courage to think big and take big risk while facing the possibility of failure. Right? Back on your vision, make it big. Make it bold. Amen, got that? I close on Ephesians 3.20. Genesis 11, 1, level 6. Here's the next word. Ambition. Everybody say to me, my ambition. Strong desire to become something. Extraordinary. To do something extraordinary. And to possess something extraordinary. You got that? See, I got it. Paul's ambition was to win Christ. Amen. Number 6. Because I want to take it to the word, the word of the day. Right, let's go back to that. Let that sit here for a long time. My appetite, right? Taking care of the temple. We ought to take better care for ourselves. We ought to learn to eat better. Most of the sickness that we're carrying is because we're not taking good care of ourselves. I can't believe I'm talking to the same crowd, man. What's your diet? Please, right? Oh, we have high blood pressure. Yes? Diabetes. Most of these illnesses are preventable if we just learn to take better care for ourselves. Key phrase, lots of people are not doing well because they're not eating well. Lots of people don't feel well because they're not eating well. And if you're not eating well, if you're not feeling well, you can't do good. Let's say better care for yourself. Here is a life-changing verse. This is a verse, everybody, let me, let me, let me take it away. Bible says, or do you not know your body's a temple of the Holy Ghost, right? You have to take care of the temple. But here is the verse of the day. 
that you, every, all of us need to write it out and put it on the refrigerator. I couldn't believe that this verse was in the Bible, but here it is. It's in the book. So if you're a person giving to appetite, appetite, or overeating, what it says, put a knife to your throat. Let me read it from a different translation for you. From the CEV, do not go stuff yourself. That would be just the same as cutting your throat. I'm preaching good. Yes, I'm preaching, I'm not looking at nobody, my eyes are closed. Yes. Close, close, close. I'm looking to the sky. Come on. Mm. I'm not looking at nobody. That's a great verse for the refrigerator, isn't it? For the, the kitchen pantry. Right? Stop killing yourself. Amen? Ready for the next one? Someone say, yes, move on, move on, real quick. Right? Need to develop a good exercise program. And you can make all your dreams come through. Now, you don't have to take out a gym membership. Right? There's some simple things you can do. You could take the stairs instead of taking the elevator. When you go shopping and you're looking for a parking spot, don't look for the closest one to the door. I'm the one that's flying us away. Better still, when you come to us in the morning, don't look for, don't, don't park in the middle spot. Especially the younger people, don't park in front. Park where they're back. Yeah, so you can walk. And walk. Every person needs at least 15 minutes of brisk exercise. Hey Amen. Just, just, just to get the blood start circulating in your body every morning. Here's what I've discovered from a simple exercise program. It just makes you feel better in body, in mind, and in soul. Yes. You just feel better. Yes. I'm preaching good. I prophesy to you. Thus said the Lord my God. Exercise five to fifteen minutes. Tomorrow morning, so that he may be well with you, declare the Lord. Yes. <laughs> Prophet Blake says, I can see you on the treadmill tomorrow morning. Yes. <laughs> Prophet Blake said, Tomorrow morning at 6 o'clock, you're going to hear two voices. In your head, one says, well, just sleep five more minutes. And the other voice when I said, get up, roll out of bed, and do ten press-ups. Yeah. Just seven of <laughs> And I shall feel better. Yeah. Ain't looking at nobody, Michael. I'm looking right up to the sky. <laughs> <That is bad. laughs> Good preaching, right? Yeah. 
Sorry, when I don't like walking, and I probably like running. I don't like walking and running. You probably like racquetball or tennis, right? You probably like swimming. There's always something to do to start feeling better, amen? Just enough to give your body a little workout. Man, look at that verse, right? Training your body, training your body helps you in some ways. But devotion to God will help you in every way. First Timothy 4, verse 8. Ready for the next word? Amen. I'm preaching good, right? Alright, my accounts. I didn't talk about that last week. My accounts. Putting aside some money for the future is a spiritual standard. I can hear you screaming. I'm not earning enough. I can't save. Most of us don't have an income problem. What we do have is a spending problem. If you can think of saving 10 cents, think of it in terms of saving 10 cents out of every dollar that you get. All of us can do that. Think of it as saving a dollar out of every $10 you get. All of us can achieve that. If you can save a dollar every month, it's $12 for the year that you would have never had if you didn't save it. If you can save, amen, when the amounts are small, you're not going to be able to save when the amounts are big. If you spend the all dollar, you're going to spend the all ten dollar. Amen. When you get twenty dollars, you're going to spend the twenty dollars. When you get ten thousand, you're going to still spend the ten thousand. What we want you to do is to learn to develop the habit of start saving when the amounts are small. Man, I'm preaching good, man. Oh boy. Think of saving in this way. There are three more A's. Everybody says automatic. The best way to save is to develop an automatic setup, a direct automatic debit at the bank so that money automatically moves out of your account the day you save into your saving account. Now, hear what this does. What it does here, that you make the decision one time to save. Now, if you wait for every month Amen, you're going to be battling with that decision month after month after month after month and you'll never make it. But you make the decision once. Sign it. Put it in. Amen. Take it to the bank. Once. Amen. And you leave it. And every month the money automatically goes up. You get used to it. You don't think about it. You curve your spending and the money started to grow. An automatic direct deposit. When you're going to start tomorrow morning, you're going to hear two voices says, don't do it. You're going to hear the other voice says, do it. The voice that says, do it, that's the voice of God. Get that discipline in. Automatic amount, right? At least, the next day is amount, the amount you save, right? At least 10% of your income should be going to a saving. I don't like to call it saving. I like to call it investment account. You should be saving that, amen, into account. The next 10%, in fact, the first 10%, guess who gets that? For the Lord. Guess what? And we always say, pay my tithes. No, no, no. 
We don't pay our tithes because it's not ours. Yes. It's God's. You give your tithes. God gave you ten apples in the first place. And God said, give me back one. Yes. So don't get it in your mind that you're paying God. God pays you. God. Yes. It's God. He's a blesser. He's a giver. And God said, give me back ten percent. So God get this 10% first. The next 10% saving. The next 10% investing in an investment account. Those man also more than this. You put it there, you invest it. Those, what they call it, capital. Amen, that they manage for us. All of us in here in this house, you probably have a mortgage. You probably have a car note. Amen, you by yourself could not afford that mortgage. But guess what, because I put some money in the bank, amen, the bank used my money, your money, and everybody's money to give you a mortgage. So the 10% that you put in an investment account is capital that you manage for yourself. Buy something and fix it and sell it. Come on. Fix it or paint it, sell it. Yes. Preaching good, right? Amen. <laughs> these are these are higher learning stuff. If you can master this discipline, you'll become invincible. Once you walk this road, you'll never walk the old road again. Once you take out this discipline, your life will change. You start climbing the ladder. Yes. The next A in the account is automatic debit, and the, what was the second one? Um, um, amount. The next one is age. 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 When you start the earlier, you start saving. It's the better it's going to be for you in the long term. Start now. I'm asking you today to take charge of your life. Take charge of your, of, of your life. Take charge of your health. Take charge of your finance. Take charge. Take charge of your life. Don't leave it for somebody else to do it for you. I like the song of that girl, what's her name, Natasha, something that said, feel the rain upon your skin. Amen. Let it in, open the windows and let it in. You're going to feel the rain. No one else can feel it for you. I love that lyrics. It's not a Christmas song, but I like it. But I don't remember the word, but it goes something like this. Feel the rain on your skin. No one else can feel it for you. Let it in, let it in, let it in, let it in. Come on! Gotta feel it, gotta feel it, come on! Yes! Gotta pull the pants down a little. So we should feel it, okay? You almost can. No one else can feel it for you. Let it in, let it in.
Now that you had some fun, let's do something really serious here. The wise man saves for the future, but the foolish man spends all that he gets. It's not me saying this. It's the Bible. Because I said, in an age of offense, and people are easily offended, your choices of word are so crucial, so important. He said, the lazy man, what he does? Watch what he does. He said, lazy people should watch what, watch what the ants do and learn do from them. And learn from them. And have no rule. And have no ruler, no boss, no leader. But in the summer, and gather all of your food and save it. So when winter comes, we call it in the Monday language rainy day, emergency, sickness. Oh God, car broke down, oven broke down. Stove broke down. Amen. We have what about what he says. So we have what? He said so. So when winter comes, there is what? Plenty to eat. You lazy people, how long are you gonna lie here? When will you get up? You say, I need a rest. Just five minutes more, five more minutes. I'm telling the honest truth, that extra five minutes is so helpful. <laughs> I think I'll take a short nap. But then you sleep and sleep and become poor and poor. Soon you will have one. It will be as if a thief came and stole everything you hold. Oh God, I wish we get it today. Some of you are sleeping too much. I got to tell you, sleep is for cowards. Listen, you've got plenty of time to rest when you're dead. You can sleep all day long when you're dead. <laughs> I heard the story of two friends. You know about this, this young man. Doctor gave him, so you got stage four cancer. Doctor gave him, amen. And it says, in his last um, week to die, last 24 hours to die, he said, I'm going to gather all my friends together and I'm going to spend the next 24 hours with them. But my best friend, I'm going to spend the last hour with him. He was scheduled to die at midnight. He went out, he parted with all of his friends. When he came to about 11, 11 o'clock, he and his only best friend left. And they talk and they shit and they drag. And his best friend says to him, John, guess what? I gotta go to work tomorrow morning. I got to get up. You don't have to get up. <laughs> <laughs> so, you have my excuse. I'm gonna go home and have myself a little nap. Some of us are sleeping too long. 
We are sleeping too much. Sleep all day, all night. Watching the box. Gotta make some changes in our life. Jesus went to the fig tree and there was no fruit. And Jesus says, Christ, let it die. But they can't take him of the fig tree. says, Master, please, I treat you. Give it one more year. I'm going to put some fertilizer around it. I'm going to mature it. And come 2021, if it doesn't appear, God, you can cut it down. Amen. If God should to give you an eye, another year, what are you going to do about the year that He's given you? I'm going to make some changes in my life. I hope you're sensing my love, my care, my compassion for you. I hope you feel my, my desire for you to do better. I hope you're sensing that my vision is for your vision to come to pass, to come to fusion. I hope you can say that my goal amen, is to see that your goal come to pass. I hope you can sense in my spirit amen, that God wants for you to have a full life. One of my A's is my abundance. I hope you can feel in my spirit that God wants you to live the abundant life, the full life. Nothing lacking, nothing missing. You are more than able. You are more than capable. I'll give you one word and we finish. We'll talk about this one today, age. Well, here's another word I want us to talk about finishing. And I'm going to close in that. You could even never guess it. You could stay up all night and you could never guess this next word. You ready for it? Here it is. My altar. It's a place of sacrifice. It's a place of surrender. It's a place where we give our life to the Lord. It's a place where it says, Lord, I need your help. Because except the Lord keeps the city, the watchman watches in vain, and the laborer labors in vain. All of these lofty goals and these big plans that we have, if we don't surrender them on the altar, we will never get anywhere. You could own all the world. I'm thought of this verse while I do my preparation. But you could gather all the world. You could gather all the riches, all the cars, everything in this world. Amen. But the Bible said, if you forfeit your soul, it profit nothing. In all of the A's, this A is the most important. And we spend some more time with this next because that's the place where you spend your quiet time with God. That's the place where you meet God. That's the place where you commune with God. Ladies and gentlemen, the altar is not just wood and stones. The altar is not a place that designated in the sanctuary where you come and stand every Sunday morning and pray. No, sir. Because we have it in our mind. Amen. That up here is holy. Amen. Down here is kind of holy. And worst of all, if you sit in the back, you're really unholy. To me, every part of the church 
and a sanctuary is holy. That's why if you sit at the front, that's why if you sit in the middle, that's why if you sit at the back, amen, every place is holy for the Lord. Here is the challenge. The altar is anywhere, any place that you have an encounter with the Lord Jesus Christ. The altar is anywhere. Sometimes my altar is in my toilet. Sometimes my altar is in my bathroom. Sometimes my altar is my bedside. We are God intervening. We are the Holy Ghost. We are here and silent Oh, yes, sir. Sometimes my altar, listen to me, sometimes my altar is right here before Pastor Shear. And I said, honey, I did something wrong. I offended you. I said the wrong thing. Please forgive me. That's my altar. He was after the life. 
Abraham. He wants Abraham dead or alive. The person who died of fear and that halter was not Isaac, it was Abraham. Real change. There's only one place where we can lose our grief, even in our 
our sorrows and our sins. There's only one place we can get new revelation and new insight and new inspiration and hope for tomorrow. Peace of mind, joy in our heart. There's only one place and it's on the altar. I'm not talking this altar here. I'm talking anywhere. You can right now when you're seated, where you're standing or where you're sitting. You can have an encounter with the living God. so much in me, 
interestingly enough, Old Testament altar was in the sanctuary. Mm -hmm. the sofa. You know where the, the altar was? At the entrance. Yes. So that they got to cleanse themselves yes. before they come in. Yes. Do you know what was the first thing? You think it was praise and worship? It was cleansing. Yes. The altar was a sign. It was filtering blood, yes. sacrifice, and sin out. Because they knew that they were coming into me. Yes. Oh, holy God. God. Yes. We are so praised these days. We can't even, uh, we, we, we can even walk out of the adultery bed and come and preach and sing. We are so praised. We are so faithful. We are so rude. We are so disrespectful to the living God. Oh God. We are so disrespectful to the Holy Ghost. We are so disrespectful to the Word of God. Give them to you. I give them to you. 
I give them to you in the name of Jesus. I give them to you, Lord. Give them to you. I give them to you, Holy Ghost. I give them to you, God. I give them to you. Give them to you. You want to use, you want to use it. Come on, come on, come on. Come on, sister, Lord, come. Leave it behind. Yes, no. Everything, everything, everything. In the name of Jesus. Come on, come on. Yes! In the name of Jesus. Come on, sister, yes, everything, everything. Everything, you're all your past. You have a great future ahead of you. Grab all of you. Seize it. In the name of Jesus. Yes, 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 yes. Yes, come on, brother, brother. God wants to use you. Come and take on those walls. In the name of Jesus. You've got so much to offer. You've got so much to offer. Come on. Come on, surrender to the Lord. Surrender to His calling in your life. In the name of Jesus. There's so much more you can do. For God, come. Release your revelation. Open up your heart. Come. Feel the Holy Ghost on your skin. Lay it, lay it, lay it, lay it. In the name of Jesus. Yes, Lord. Yes, Lord. I hear your voice, huh? I hear your calling. I hear you, Lord. I surrender to you, Lord. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. And it's a small, it's not over. In the name of Jesus. You've got a voice. You've got a voice. That speaks silent. You need to rise up and start speaking. Ah! In the name of Jesus. You've got a calling on your life to pray. You can't give that up. That's God's calling. You got it. You got it, Mr. Simone. You got it. In the name of Jesus, I speak healing to your body. You're probably got to minister in your pain. You're probably got to minister in your pain. Because every person that's God used, amen, they've carried some personal infirmities in your body. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. Missionary, Mother Simone. Yeah, Mama, 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 sit here. The other God your life in the name of Jesus. Oh, God, God, I praise you up. In this church to pray. I praise you up in this church to build up the, 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 the broken altars. The church to hear your voice. Let you hear your voice. I speak over the God. I speak the power of God in your life. Rise up, power of God. Rise up. We kill the eyes Jesus, come. Father, in the name of Jesus. Yes. Father, in the name of Jesus. Yes. We come. 
listening i hope you were blessed by that word i knew you were go ahead and start setting your big dreams for next year and um, don't forget to tune in the next time blessings for 2020